0: Hi everyone and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. The US has killed an Islamic State planner in retaliation for Thursday's suicide bombing in Kabul. Captain Bill Urban, spokesman for US Central Command, said the US military had conducted a drone strike against an Islamic State member in Afghanistan's Nangarhar province, which borders Pakistan. The strike killed one person and there were no known civilian casualties. The move was in retaliation for a devastating suicide bombing by Islamic State offshoot ISIS-K, which killed between 79 and 169 Afghans, 13 US military personnel, along with two Britons. It is not clear whether the planner killed by the US had been involved in Thursday's attack near the city's airport, where thousands of people had been trying to reach evacuation flights to escape the incoming Taliban regime. The U.S. press secretary has also now stated that there is no guarantee of helping Americans leave Afghanistan after August 31st. Is the U.S. guaranteeing that you will be able to get out? I don't think we can guarantee, but what we can do is work toward, and this is what the president directed the secretary of state, to continue diplomatic efforts, with international partners to secure means for third country nationals, Afghans with visas who may be eligible for our programs, of course any American citizen who remains in country to leave the country even after the US military presence ends." But two defense officials told NBC News that the target was an ISIS-K fighter thought to be planning future attacks. The unnamed fighter had been riding in a vehicle with an associate at the time of the strike which was carried out by an MQ-9 Reaper drone using munitions chosen for precision and in order to minimize civilian casualties. And next. the latest intel report and analysis supposedly of a trove of genetic data and a reexamination of intelligence and communications and satellite imagery, and yet still the intelligence community frankly hasn't a clue where the virus came from." The US intelligence community has been unable to determine the origins of COVID-19 and is split on whether it leaked from a lab or developed in nature, according to a new report. The report issued by the office that oversees the nation's 18 spy agencies did conclusively determine that it was not developed as a biological weapon. Experts warn that time is running out to gather evidence of its beginnings. China's foreign minister has dismissed the report as anti-science. The WHO have also reminded the Intel team that evidence must remain scientific. We want the origins work to remain scientific, transparent, urgent and inclusive. The report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said the intelligence community remains divided on COVID's most likely origin. All agencies assess that two hypotheses are plausible. Natural exposure to an infected animal a laboratory-associated incident. According to the report, several unnamed spy agencies thought COVID emerged from natural exposure to an animal infected with it or a close progenitor virus, but they only had low confidence in this conclusion. One intelligence agency developed moderate confidence that the first human infection was likely due to a laboratory-associated incident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has studied coronaviruses in bats for more than a decade. President Biden issued a statement after the report's publication criticising China for not cooperating with the investigation. And finally... The United Nations World Food Programme, WFP, is warning that millions of refugees are looking to a future of uncertainty and hunger as the effects of the pandemic on aid budgets play out in funding shortages for emergency operations. The number of people teetering on the brink of famine has risen from 34 million projected at the beginning of the year, to 41 million projected as of June. The World Food Programme has said the catastrophic levels of hunger in drought-stricken Madagascar should be a wake-up call on global warming. The country is teetering on the edge of the world's first famine to be blamed on climate change. At least 1.14 million people in southern Madagascar need emergency food after four consecutive years of droughts wiped out harvests. Desperate residents have been relying on whatever they can find to survive, including raw catcass fruit, seeds, leaves and locusts. In one video, citizens have said they have sold most of their belongings and only catcass are left to feed their hunger. The United Nations World Food Programme WFP, has declared the crisis is because of climate change. Leaders of the UN say it's a really important wake-up call for all of us to really understand that if you are seeing wildfires in Europe or in North America and the earth heating up, the fact that a very hot day in some countries could, mean people elsewhere, lose their land, they lose their livelihood. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. And that's the final episode of Where We Are for Now. Be sure to subscribe today to find out more about when we return. Thank you for listening to the news for the past 57 weeks. Stay safe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.